0: You are listening to the Heart of Tradition Podcast. Hello. I want to talk today about magnesium and um, autism. Uh, there's a lot of studies already out there on magnesium and autism, on magnesium and B6 especially, and B6 and the treatment of autism. Um... I think that a lot of people who've tried these combinations may or may not fail, um, but it's harder to get the right, you have to get the right magnesium and the right B6 in order for it to work. And so it doesn't mean that this is going to cure autism or whatever, but this is like you have to optimize the system. And then there's other things that have to, there's long term, short term, and middle term strategies that are all there and the magnesium is part of the long-term strategy and so um and short and medium middle term it's it's doing all three but you need that that the basic deficiencies must be covered so magnesium deficiency uh, candida albicans you know um, bacterial flora overgrowth um, uh, um, vaccines uh, vaccinosis all have kind of a similar inflammation they all have a similar um um inflammation pattern and similar etiology um and so the magnesium deficiency mirrors some of these same um, symptoms. So what you need is you got to build up the magnesium and B six, but you got to do it through a transdermal route, which is a better way to absorb because the the skin is ubiquitous. It's not the weaker way to absorb magnesium. It's actually the stronger way because you can get so much of it. So you can go through the skin and you can get it like you can dose up basically through the skin, much more than you could through the the the. the digestive system now um, that is also because this is the system that was made to absorb the magnesium it was built for that I mean if you even look at the ectoderm which is where your nervous system is attached to it's it's similar to your skin and it's close to your skin it's on the edge of your skin and so the mesoderm which is the muscular uh, um, um, part I guess you could say of the embryonic layers um, this is where your digestive system is so you're actually going not directly to where the magnesium is the most needed which is into the nervous system and you're going into this other system and hoping it'll get there or whatever so you're actually going the long way to do the same thing and then you also trigger the laxative mechanism and the kidneys backfire and a lot of people can't even handle that whole system and so you have a lot of different types of things that you have to do to the magnesium to convince the body to take it and associate it with all these things so when you go through the skin the skin will automatically associate through acidification processes the um, that magnesium chloride molecule it will also um, bring it through fat processes and lipid layers um, and the deeper layers of the skin and little by little it becomes a type of food which the body can absorb and that little metallic magnesium mineral becomes broken down soft enough to be able to absorb so there's an intelligence there so if you have the right magnesium you need the right b6 now if you're going to do this um, and if you want to look up all the stuff on magnesium and b6 for autism it's kind of mind-blowing there's tons of stuff on it already but so b6 uh, you have to get the right kind so you know you have the pills but a daily form life like life changes type of form of b6 that you need is raw meat raw high-quality meat so the ha- the best way to do that I think is to buy tuna and do it yourself instead of buying it at a sushi place where it's already been frozen do it yourself and then you have this raw access to this b6 vitamin you know make your own sushi or another like way which i find even more efficient would be raw soy free egg yolks which can be added to um, uh, raw beef tartare or carpaccio or whatever but the tartare can be made with capers and onions and pickles and stuff like that with the raw egg yolk mixed with um, raw soy free egg yolk mixed with the the grass-fed meat um, or lamb from New Zealand or imported or whatever you can get and chop that dice that and and you have this like Powerball of vitamins now we're not used to eating that as much in America but in France it's one of the biggest meals that you eat when you go out on a Friday night with your friends is tartare you know it's everywhere so there is a little bit of a cultural adaptation that may need to happen you may be able to just sear the edges so it looks different for you or whatever but on the inside it's it can't be heated. That's how the B6 works. It's an active form of B6, and so this is what we need. Um, so this is very helpful. I mean, there was a nutrition researcher who figured this out from a child that had a lot of these symptoms and problems and, and wouldn't eat a lot of things he was given, and he just tried to see if he could eat this tartare. And he was a child, so it was like, oh, good luck. But because meat in, in and of itself doesn't have much of a taste, it's almost kind of sweet, especially if it's not... You know soy fed animals and all this stuff but if it's a healthy grass-fed or imported lamb or whatever it is meat then um it actually has not too much taste and the child was able to take this little meatball and and he took more of them after that and and it kind of sparked uh the nutrition researcher into realizing that this was the b6 deficiency that he was touching on so this is another way to get that done um Uh, Also, some things I wrote about, you know, candida, albicans, you know, this bacterial overgrowth or whatever that's in the gut, this is associated with um, um, all sorts of gut flora problems from vaccines and other things, antibiotics and, you know, um, lack of fermented foods in the diet and the food supply and just a sterile type of food supply as well. Um, but it's also um, in the case of autism this candida albicans is very um, widespread and so this um, this is why antifungals work so great uh, for candida is because they are trying to reduce this this like wild bacteria that is going in the wrong place and there's too much of it and, you know at a, at a, at a small level it's, it's, it's actually healthy but it goes too far and stretches too, into too many areas and so it becomes almost like its own little cancer and so the way to, 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 to you know the, the way is the antifungals are working so great is because they kind of address that but magnesium also addresses that magnesium is also an antifungal in that sense um, it um, helps in the proliferation of a healthy gut flora it also stimulates the immune system through the macrophage and the innate immune system and so um, and the white blood cells and the granulocytes um, but um, so um, this this problem that we have with the candida out overgrowth and I forget what the name of the sugar is I think I wrote it down here arabinose, uh, arabinose. Um, you know um, this widespread arabinose sugar that's floating around. This substance, um, this is creating some of the brain fog and the the the, the lack of clarity and the uh, the lack of connection and communication between the cells. You know this is kind of fla- fogging everything. It's like putting this type of sugary, you know, liquid gelatiny substance all over your computer and just trying to see if it's going to work, right? so it messes up the signaling and um, and so magnesium of course you know is going to also help with signaling in its general sense because it, all the neurotransmitters are dependent on magnesium to 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 be um, efficient and of a high quality as well and uh, and to complete their processes of conjugation and and uh, even even in the structures themselves of the of the dendrites and the what do you call it the the neuroplasticity of the the synapse synapses going throughout the the nervous system all of these things are helped by magnesium magnesium has a certain viscosity which allows a sort of protection to all of these systems and so this keeps it from drying out or being overly permeable or cracking or whatever it also allows for calcium not to destroy these tissues either even in the gut and this is what i'm saying for these tissues goes also for the gut um, and so it keeps the the calcination from happening in the gut there's also another phenomenon associated with autism which is the oxalates the oxalates um, once again this is also caused by the bacterial overgrowth and the problem with the flora which has been destroyed you know from early vaccines on to the the standard care practice of hospitals using hepatitis vaccines before they're even given to the mother. I mean, so you have a lot of things that are already coming in very quickly to mess up this balance of this microflora, and then this microflora doesn't develop properly, right? And so this starts to create. Not stalactites and crazy crystallizations that shouldn't be there, but this is kind of an image of the wrong things that are happening there. And so magnesium keeps that crystallization from happening through its, its, um, you know it it helps soften that whole structure it has a softening effect and a preservation effect that viscosity that it has it softens it up as well like the softening effect can be very well seen from magnesium in the teeth like you have the teeth are made of calcium and magnesium but the calcium makes them hard and the magnesium makes them flexible so this together you have strong teeth so it's the same with the structures too the calcification can kill the cells and You know, magnesium acts as a natural channel, um, calcium channel blocker, which is allowing that cell to become flexible and permeable at the right, selectively permeable, and not overly rigid or cracking due to the the high calcium without magnesium. Okay, so this is happening in all the cells throughout the body. Um, Some of the foods, I guess you could say, that are high in oxalates that we know, like spinach, soy... Um, soy is very high even pepper black pepper which that's I could do another podcast on that on how bad black pepper is that we've you know all accepted as as part of our our normal food pattern but that can also cause harm but anyway especially if you're sensitive but so um, so the key to this understanding for me, like if you look at like the GAPS diet, which was given for autism in like alternative circles, you know, consisting of broth and fermented foods and um, and like butyric acid from like high vitamin fats, uh, butter and other, you know, other fats, goat or, you know, other dairy fats um, or animal fats. Um, and these traditions kind of being a core piece of that GAPS diet which is so helpful for the gut um, but you also have to understand how magnesium plays a role in the, in the stabilization of all that not only in the ATP cycle which is basically everything but the ATP cycle the, the, the sci- cellular cycle of energy um, is stabilized by magnesium so you're going to need that at this level so that commodity can work itself out and the gut flora can reestablish itself properly. You need uh, everything working in, in that alignment. Now, of course, you're also, one of the other key benefits for autism with magnesium is that it bonds with malate uh, acid, mal- malic acid, and forms magnesium malate, and this breaks down aluminum. This is just one example of one of the the chelation agents that it bonds with. There's, there's tons of these, and so it allows for chelation of toxins, uh, uh, acid residues, heavy metals, uh, endocrine disruptors like plastics and and, and estrogen mimickers and all these things which destroy (laughs) the flora as well. These all act as deterrents to the proper uh, gut flora. And so all these things can be pulled out through the magnesium and the chelation uh, agents and enzymes that actually work against those. Um, Of course, there's other things too. There's zinc and selenium and and other manganese and other metals which are important but this is just like the base understanding from that from there on out you can add these to that I mean they are important but um, but you have to start you know somewhere first and so magnesium is the first place to start with the B6 the live active form of B6 like I mentioned before um, and do it kind of a natural way like this kind of natural foods way but using food as medicine in a repetitive way Um, of a high quality um, and not just uh, a lot of the books that you read now on 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 how to heal yourself and all this stuff like they'll say you know grass-fed this or this kind of chicken but but they don't I mean they 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 rarely say soy free chicken they rarely say um, imported meat they rarely say Uh, what kind of pig is being used here Uh, they rarely talk about the supplements that they're allowed to feed these animals even inside of organic and all these other labelings where they can feed them canola pulp and and soy oil but not the grain because then it still could be a supplement and grass-fed or whatever it is so they can still get the animal to be big and fat but then not but then still fit into the marketing claims And so that's not going to work you need small animals if you want the these vitamins to be there again you can't just have these gargantuan pigs and these gargantuan animals so typically we have to find we've got a long way to get ourselves out of there but imports can really help in this category especially lamb which are very easy to find in all sorts of different shops from armenian ukrainian to Middle Eastern, Persian, and all these other types of shops, you can find a lot of these things. So there is a choice for everyone. You're not forced to eat the majority of chickens in America, which were highly fed, are highly fed in soy. Um, Soy also contributes, like I said, to the oxalate problem. It contributes to the copper zinc imbalance that we find in these same conditions. Um, And so we want to kind of like understand some of these principles. I want to see if there's anything else that Um, I had written here, there's also the glutamine antagonism that magnesium provides. It provides a glutamine antagonism, which allows for um, exactly how it works. Nobody actually knows, but uh, people postulate that it's basically lowering the acetylcholine. So it's basically allowing the cells to relax. There's like a a relaxation part of this where the cells are not over reacting and so this calms like the calming preserving viscosity all of these things are things I think of when I think of the magnesium because they're all trying to heal open up uh, buffer um, and allow a softening and a flexibility to come in a flexibility at the structural level and also a flexibility through the viscosity at the, the, the kind of I guess you could say lubrication level so these things are all how that works and in the gut as well there's also an antibacterial factor in magnesium it's almost like imagine wells distributed minerals built into a a lattice and these minerals being these points of uh, activation of uh, granulocetes and activation of other enzymatic processes that the body needs but also as antibacterial you know like the bottle of of transneural magnesium is you can use it in 250 million years it never goes bad and it's kind of like salt not like a brine like it it has an antibacterial feature to it as well so we want to distribute that around the body and that's why magnesium is so ubiquitous so that way we have a ubiquitous uh, immune system to some degree you know every but every part of the system is, has a small weapon is armed instead of just having the police that have the, the arms or whatever it is to where that distrib- well distributed executive can allow for a better uh, resistance to disease without having to call the police all the time or whatever it is you know there's kind of like this well distributed executive power in um, my understanding of how magnesium works not only structurally but as it's in every structure but also like actively is the viscosity. So these things can all help you in your understanding of of autism. I think you can go further beyond this understanding into um, um, you know the antifungals and also into homeopathy, which I think is amazing for that. And you have to realize that over time, we're gonna try to move all, some of this aluminum and some of these toxins out. And li- over time, maybe five years, um, minimum, we can pull some of these things out and get these things back to a level where we're starting to get um, things back in order. So I think these things can be healed, but they take a multifaceted approach, not only for, I'm just talking about the body here, but also the emotional body. I know there's been a lot of work done with like Everything from urhythmia to not well, type of occidental Tai Chi or things which help the emotional body to shape itself through graceful gestures and things like that. So, there's other levels to healing this space, but it can be done. So, always get the right stuff as far as the magnesium goes. I would also recommend cod liver oil uh, and vitamin K2, um, like in the form of emu oil. Um, for for these cases and allow that to to really just work on all the deficiencies and this is going to work period for everybody in a positive way not only for fertility and libido and stamina and everything else but it's going to also work for autism so check those that threefold remedy out you can see that in our other videos and then always come to um, get the right stuff for the magnesium there's a lot of fake Zechstein out there the Permian ancient whatever says it's from wherever but this comes if it doesn't have the Zechstein inside logo it's not coming from Vindam in Holland the actual city where um, the only source is from in Holland the Zechstein sea, the natural salt pillow formation so don't be fooled pay the extra money instead of a dollar fifty a week get it for three dollars a week it's only 25 bucks for a two-month bottle it um, it um, it comes in glass there's no endocrine disruptors it has the logo and we have it at the heart so come check us out thanks